I work on my mommy and dad's computer. Since coronavirus is going everywhere around town, I thought that could be a break of sports. Playgrounds. All playgrounds are closed. Mm, I heard that everything's been closing. Welcome to Fernhill, a podcast where young people share their stories about life during the coronavirus. I'm your host, Gillian Frank. Hi! Hi! <laughs> um, my first name is Jackson. I am nine and I'm in fourth grade. I live in Northampton, Massachusetts. Tell me a little bit about your family. Who do you live with? Um, I live with my two moms, um, three cats and a dog. We, but we're an animal family. And tell me a little bit about yourself. What are some of your favorite things to do? Um, I like to play soccer, sports. There's this really fun game I like called Magic the Gathering. I hear that you really like math. Yeah, I do. Can you tell me about that? Um, I don't know. Like, when I was young, I just really liked numbers a lot because I was a late talker, so I felt like I was more connected to, like, numbers and stuff because they were, like, easier for me to understand than words, I think. And how does doing math make you feel now? Um, it's really fun and stuff um, because, like, you get... Because, like, um... Like, because reading and writing is still fun for me now, but, like, more fun, but... Math is like, because uh, I just like math because like you get to like manipulate, like you kind of like those strict rules kind of, like I'm kind of like a rule follower and those strict rules kind of, and all, all of math makes sense. You can't really bend the rules like two plus two equals four and like that's it. Now you mentioned Magic the Gathering a moment ago. I don't know what that is. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, it's a really fun code game uh, created by Richard Goldfield, and um, and pretty much in it you battle um, like a, you pretty much like you're a planeswalker, and that's like a interdimensional being that can walk between universes and stuff. You battle like other planeswalkers for like glory and stuff, and it's and you get to use all sort of different spells. And there's actually a lot of math in it because like the creatures dealing combat to each other was like. So I think that's also why I like it, because like you can kind of just go out of your own world and like, kind of like you can go into that world. That's a, that sounds really awesome. Who do you play with when you do magic? Um, let's see. My friends, friend Zane, um, my friend David, my friend Kian, the person who introduced me to magic, my um Quinn. Uh, sometimes I play with my mom. Are, are you able to play Magic right now? Yeah, we do it like virtually and stuff. It's actually pretty fun. So things have been really different lately with coronavirus. What have you heard about the coronavirus? Well, I know it originated in China um, with the like food markets and stuff. And uh, most people thought it actually went from bad to human, but um, we found out later research that it probably actually went from bad to pangolin. Um, and I actually know a little about penguins or like creatures that usually live on trees and stuff. They're, they have like a very hard, scaly back. They're kind of like an armadillo. And um, so, and then people actually keep them as pets and stuff in China. And that's how they got sick. What else have you heard about how coronavirus is changing things right here in the United States? Um, well, we are now um, the highest growing 
um, the highest growing uh, country with cases and stuff. We um, and we actually didn't do um, that much, but because with China and, and like even North and South Korea, because they actually got hit by sellers, they were ready. But um, here we didn't really um, have that. We weren't really that ready. I mean, most people thought the big thing was going to be the election, and the, and the president disbanded the um, uh, the pandemic task force. And so that made us even less prepared. And um, so now it's kind of hitting us a lot more, a lot harder than other like um, countries because we really had no, like no readiness. Like we didn't start acting, I think until what, like three weeks in. Maybe you can tell me how coronavirus has changed your own life. Um, well, I'm doing like homeschooling now, but I actually like it, I think, more than regular school because like I get to do like more advanced math and um, like I'm doing this really cool research paper on cakes and um, I get to like play a lot more and stuff. So it's actually, I think, more fun than school. That's really great to hear. How, how has it affected your friendships? Um, they're really fun. I mean, we just um, go on Zoom and have playdates. What's a Zoom playdate like? Mm, pretty much the same. In fact, it might be better because then it, because, um, because like you get to like talk more and stuff. It provides a lot more conversation. So, I don't know. It's pretty good. Like you would like log on and then like decide what you want to do. Usually we play magic. Sometimes we talk. We might play some other card games sometimes. So it's actually pretty nice. And you get a lot more playdates. Like, I usually only got, like, maybe a playdate once or twice a week. I mean, like, once or twice a week or every two weeks. But now I get pretty much one every day. So, pretty fun. That's really great. How have things changed for your family since uh, coronavirus has started? Um, well, like, my moms have to do, um, a lot of, like, online teaching. Don't tell them I said this, but they hate it. Um, my mom, Laura, has a lot of, um, classes and stuff, and that, because pretty much, like, they alternate, kind of, like, one time, like, one, one hour I'm with one mom, my, one mom, and the other one's doing a class, and the next I'm with the other mom, and the other one's doing a class. So it's kind of fun. That's great. It sounds like you're getting a lot more attention at home, too, because everyone's at home together. Yeah. Tell me some things you've been doing to make yourself happy during this time. Um, well, I mean, I actually kind of am already happy. I mean, like, I, I'm doing, like, a lot of playdates and stuff, but I mean, and I get to, like, play outside a lot more. So, I mean, I was kind of already happy to begin with. But, I mean, like, I do, like, a lot, like, more fun, like, schoolwork. But, like, other than that, I'm probably happier here than in school. What are you researching? I've been, like, researching pretty much, I think, of, like, all the major plagues and pandemics from 541 to, um, to, like, now. Which one do you think is the most important for us to understand in order to understand today? Um, well, since it is a variation of sellers, um, and like, and as I said, Korea, like South Korea and other countries, they um, that have dealt with sellers were way more prepared for coronavirus. They like, they barely even peaked. Um, like they controlled it. 
So what are, what are the lessons from SARS then? Um, like, um, like early identification and like early response, kind of like, cause I mean, the one thing that was bad with SARS is China literally kept it a secret for, I think for like three months and didn't tell anyone until like, until the like uh, World Health Organization like came in and was like, what is happening? You have really gotten deep into the details here. What yeah. is the, what is the most interesting plague that you've learned about? Um, definitely bubonic plague. In fact, the word plague actually um, means uh, someone infected with bubonic plague. It literally originated from bubonic plague. The plague, you, it means you have bubonic plague, so. Oh, wow. I, I didn't even know that. That's, that is amazing. And, what have you learned about the bubonic plague that fascinated you? Um, well, for those three actually different types, because the bacteria, well, um, there's bubonic plague, but it's caused by the bacteria Yersinia pestitis, and it causes three different types of plagues. Bubonic um, is where it um, infects the lymph nodes and causes boobies, um on your skin and they fill with infected fluid and burst and um, you get infected with dangerous toxic fluid and probably die. The, um, the second way is if it also infects your lungs, that's called pneumonic plague. And then it can actually spread like the flu, like you cough on someone and boom, they got it. So that's the fastest, that's also the rarest luckily, but and then the other one is called septicemic plague, where it infects the bloodstream. And then it's kind of like you got frostbite because it because it rips apart the blood cells that are carrying oxygen. And then your fingers and hands and nose and ears start to turn blue and fall off. Oh yeah. wow, that sounds fascinating and disturbing. Um, yeah. How, how did you get so interested in this? Um, well, I think it first started um, when I was in third grade with this awesome book um, called, um, like, it was, a, called, it was from the series called Science Comics, and it was called Plagues, a Microscopic Battlefield, and, like, it was a comic about, like, different plagues and stuff through history, and, like, how they got cured, and, like, how your body, like, um, defenses against, has defenses against them, and it was actually really interesting, and then I think I got into more plague research, I found more books, and eventually I just loved them. That's that's so great. One question I want you to think through with me is that we've been talking about learning a lot. And when someone your age is learning about this particular moment in school, say in 20 years, what do you want them to understand about the time of coronavirus? Um, that you, that it's bad and stuff, but it's, real, it's not that bad compared to other pandemics. And really, one of the reasons we got actually hit hard from it, because not many people were prepared. They were like, we won't have a pandemic in a year, like, what, from now or something. Or like, in 2020, the election will be the big thing, not a deadly pandemic that might stop it. So. What do you think people should have done differently here? Um, well, I think, like, 
in the summer of 2019, they actually did like a like a simulation of a plague that actually started in China and spread very quickly. And they simulated like we would not have enough protective equipment, and they warned the government, but they did not do anything about it. That's a really good lesson to learn. What are some things you're looking forward to doing when shelter in place is over? Um, maybe just like see my friends again face to face because like like one sad thing about um this is for like I told you about the game uh, Magic the Gathering. There's this fun thing you can do with it called a draft, and where like you get a ton of people together and like you just make random decks from tons of cards, but that. But I don't think you could do that with social distancing. So I kind of hope that's really the only like that's really one of the only things I want to do when it's over. I'm like I need a draft. That sounds like something to really look forward to. Yeah. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking with you, Jackson. I'm so glad that you got to spend some time with me, and I got to spend some time with you. Thanks. Do you want to try one more time? Yes. <laughs> okay, let's do it one more time. Burn Hill is produced and hosted by Gillian Frank. Sania Liganawi is the senior producer. Music on this episode comes from Blue Dot Sessions. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe to us on Apple Music or wherever you get your music. Thanks for listening and be safe. Awesome. That was so good. Thanks, Dad. You did really great. Thanks. How are you feeling about that one? Good. Can we use that take? Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs>